If you would have told me when I woke up yesterday that today I'd be sitting on a rooftop waiting to be rescued, well, I'd think you needed to spend a few sessions in my office. <laughs> oh, just like these creatures, there are people in there somewhere, right? Uh, just because they're different and, uh, well, dangerous doesn't mean they're not still in there somewhere. We just have to make it to the other rooftop. That shouldn't be so difficult, right? <laughs> Our scene opens on a rooftop. Um, Dr. Heather Fields. Oh, well, my chakras were very out of alignment, so I've just been like using my crystals, um, meditating, uh, doing, um, positive self-talk just telling myself that i can get through this and that i'm not going to die and someone's going to help us off this roof and that, that everything's going to be okay and i i still have this the vaguest inkling that it's possible to reason with these creatures if we just um figure out the right you know uh treatment and uh dewey what have you been up to um I finished the beer that uh, we had left and have been pacing around the rooftop. Like I, I go from the small kind of um, like garden boxes that are facing the other building um, and I kind of look down and I get freaked out. Like I stare too long and I get freaked out and then I walk over to the front of the building where there's like broken glass all over the ground on the bottom there. And I look there for a while and I'm kind of stuck in a loop. Like I'm making this kind of circle around the building, looking in those two spots, kind of reflecting on what's been happening in the last 24 hours. I check on the teenagers, make sure that they're okay. Um, and occasionally I let the thoughts that I'm getting from Heather sneak into my mind of, you know, maybe we can reason with them. I'm a reasonable person. 
So, you know, um, maybe we can reason with them, but also there's like a war kind of inside my head because I know that we tried to reason with someone and that didn't work out. So I'm, I'm kind of at a loss for what's going to happen next. And I'm trying to keep an eye and see if uh, Mason gives us any single signals. You've waited a few hours. Both of you actually make a, is it spot listen? Yeah, spot listen roll. Um, I'm going to give, I'm going to give Dewey advantage on it though. I made it with a 27. This is roll under? Yes. Okay. I got a 29 on 47. Okay. Uh, yeah, so both of you happen to hear the door of the rooftop across from you um, open. <gasps> you see it open and you watch two people rush out. Uh, they seem to be in a hurry. Uh, you see you see Mason is one of them, but he doesn't look over at you. They rush out and at this point, like the teens and probably the two of you like stand up and are kind of like moving over, you know, to that side to to kind of get their attention, but you see them they rush over and one of them plops something down. And then you hear music blaring. Loud loud music that echoes through the streets. One of the teens kind of looks over to you and says, what, 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 the, what the fuck are they doing? And then you see one of them takes out a piece of paper and you kind of see them, you see them reading. You see them crumble up the paper and toss it down onto the rooftop. The other one, you watch as he pulls the pin of something that you can only imagine is a grenade of some sort. And he throws it off the roof, on the other side of the building, furthest from you. You hear it go off and then you hear the loud ringing and honking car alarms. Also echoing through the streets. The music uh, one of them goes over and turns the music off, and at this point, you two have a perfect vantage point of the infected that are slamming themselves through the windows of this apartment building to get out, to get to the noise. You see them slamming through various windows of apartments, slamming through, just falling down and just splatting on the streets window after window after window they are just flinging themselves from them on every floor it seems and then you see the river of infected that spill from the doorway leading onto that roof you see mason and this other man standing up on the ledge slamming pots and pans together to make as much noise as possible and at this point Mason glances over to your rooftop. You're not sure if you can make eye contact. But he's looking over in your direction and then he looks away. Slamming pans together, you see these frenzied 
spill onto the rooftop. And then you see, you see Mason and this other man swinging these pans, hitting as many as they can before the infected are just too much. And they slam into them. And you watch Mason and this other man tackled off the rooftop. You watch as all of these frenzied are following over. It's like a waterfall. They are running, they are diving off this roof, following these people. You watch as it had to be, it had to be almost a hundred of them. Pouring off the rooftop. There are still a few left. A few that just the sound just wasn't quite enough to get them to follow. The beating of the pans have stopped. Most of the frenzied are on the street below. And then you see four people emerge. These four people are carrying a ladder. And as soon as they cross through this rooftop, we switch over to them. Use the use the the ladder kind of as a shield and like way to gate them. Um, and then anything that got too close or came around or whatever would kind of be just like stabbed or smacked or whatever meleeed. Yeah, it's like kind of first and foremost like a mobile wall basically. Okay. Yeah. And then if we if we can move that wall to push them off the edge, that would be great. But yeah. And if you guys can take care of the other stragglers that we don't yeah. get with our barricade. Okay. I'm wondering if Darren could go into, you know, leader of people mode. Don't stop to think about what's happening and just just move. So first I would like for Darren to roll uh, whichever one you want, um, the c command or... Uh, yeah, they're all basically the same, so. Yeah, yeah. Whichever one you would like to, roll that for me. Um, I am I'm going to give you advantage on this. Because while we have seen Darren command situations, we have never seen Darren command a situation like this. So you get advantage for bravery. <laughs> Thank God, because I first rolled a 77. Oof. But then I rolled a 13 under 42. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Nice. Now I'm going to have Dr. Yasmin roll a composure roll. Um, and I'm, I, I guess I'm feeling super generous today because I am also going to give you advantage because right. of, because of Alec um, giving you that speech a couple sessions ago. I feel like that would probably be replaying in your mind right now. No. <laughs> I was no. a 93 and then an 81 Ooh. over 43. Ouch. I'm, I'm imagining it as a literal instruction, but also a kind of like, like, poetic is not the right phrase, but like meaningful one too, of just, you know, like keep going, like keep going, keep going. We can do like, keep going. We can do this over and over and over again. 
Like there's not tactics, there's not anything. It is just sheer like we can have a concentrated force of will for like 30 seconds. Lou and Rory, I'm gonna have you both make a melee attack of your choice or an attack of your choice, whatever you, uh, whatever you would like to do. I was going with pistols because that's the melee thing I'm, the, the attack thing I'm best at. <laughs> and I got a 36 under 48. Fantastic. <laughs> Uh, was that, that one's high. <laughs> let me ask, was that one that um you had that like makeshift silencer on, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, roll a d6. One. Awesome. So these s- silencers are going to have a durability. Um a durability of six. So you will subtract one from that silencer. So it has the chance of a one-time use if you roll a six. Um so that is kind of how we are gauging that one. So yeah, just subtract one from that silencer there and roll damage. Um, it was, uh, wait, the pistol, the nine mil, uh, one damage die. The word you were gonna say, one damage. No. <laughs> it's a, it's a uh, so die. were there any levels of success? Uh, 36 under 48, that would be one, right? So you will have two damage die to that. It's a base damage die of one if you hit, and then each level of success, you can add a damage die. Awesome. And they do explode. Okay, because they explode, that's an 11. Nice. Uh, Rory, what was yours? Um, I did piercing, I think that's what that one was. Um, and it was a 64 over 25. Okay, so I will say with that, you are more f- like you're holding on to this ladder. And there's a moment where I'm going to say that uh, Rory and um, Dr. Yasmin were like on the same side. And there is a brief moment where. Dr. Yasmin just freezes and can't push forward, can't walk forward. So you have to kind of take the full weight of that side of the um, of the ladder, pushing forward. You're unable to get a good attack, but you are like shoving up against one of them and kind of like pushing them back a little bit. You're just not able to like stab through. You're more focused on holding that ladder. Um, and then you hear just the weirdest sound. Like it's not silenced obviously and it's still allowed like almost like a pop like an underwater pop sort of sound um and you see one of these frenzy just kind of like just fall over and you have to step over them as you are uh pushing through i'm gonna have um the four of you just roll a d6 for me five we want good num high numbers or low numbers <laughs> i'm not gonna tell out. you <laughs> Well, I also rolled a five, so wow, fives all around. Oh, well, okay, almost. this is fitting. You wanted high numbers. Uh, it's very fitting that um, Yasmin. <laughs> Yasmin is still just sitting there, like frozen. There's just this moment of the body just locked in 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 fear and in defeat, kind of in a sense, as you're just standing there, looking around. You can you you see the frenzied on the roof, and Alec and Mason are just gone. Um, it was different talking about the plan than it was actually seeing it happen. Uh, as for the other three, you are pushing forward, um, and you just hear Darren saying, just, just keep going, just keep pushing, just keep going. And there is this moment of all of the frenzied have turned to you now at this point with all the noise that is being made. And as they turn to sprint at you, the three of you charge, you just charge forward and slam to meet them. This slam, you're able to 
kind of hit them and put your shoulders into it and you shove them backwards and you Darren just yells again and you push forward and you do it again and you do it one more time and you see all of their bodies fling over the edge and fall from the rooftop. Um, this rooftop is now frenzied free and the three of you can kind of turn around and, and see Dr. Yasmin there. Um, what do they see when they look back? I think she's having a moment of well, flashback of when she was being chased previously. And she's just like, all color has dropped from her face and she's just staring maybe at like the, the, the bodies that just went over the edge. And she's just kind of staring past them. I think Darren is just in like fight or flight mode, basically. Um, and so Darren is gonna like look across the way to the neck to the building, and presumably, I you know see the four people who are over there. Um, and that was, I think, was that the number that we were told? Yeah, it was gonna three, be right. Three I couldn't teenagers. Remember. Yeah, three teenagers, two adults. Okay. Um, um, and I will say, like, the car alarms are still going off right now, and you kind of had that thought of do it while there's noise. So mm. you do still hear those car alarms going off. So, yeah, I think Darren is just, especially, no, like, knowing that all the frenzied are gone, Darren just, like, keeps moving towards kind of whatever, wherever the gap is uh, between, you know, between us, us and them, and starts, like, shunting out the ladder and, like, you know, extending it however long it needs to be and just like springing to action and say hello hello uh hurry hurry come on over come on over okay <clears throat> um uh, oh gosh do, uh, do we do we and get the children um perhaps one of us should go first and and then the children and, and then and then and then i'll follow behind all right at kids, this uh... point at this point you do hear the door from your rooftop <clears throat> just be slammed into from oh. the noise that is happening outside. Alacrity would uh, be pertinent. Let's go. All right, okay, teens, so um, follow me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go first. Before this happens, I'm going to sort of like run over to the edge. I like, I was sort of debating whether or not to go over to Yasmin or not. And I was like sort of looking at that. I see that Nathan uh, or Darren is putting it down and I'm like, uh, no. Damn and I run over. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, uh, uh, um, and I run over and I look and I like, like kind of wave my hands really quickly. And I'm like, hold up. Can we just give it a second before you guys come over? If they, well, if you guys don't, if you guys come over and you fall, you're done. Like, that's it. So do you guys have anything that you could tie yourselves to, to the ladder? Um, oh, we have, don't we have a tent? There's probably, was that one of the things that we got out of the trunk? Yeah, I think we have some rope in there too. Yeah. Bungee cords, maybe? You definitely have some rope, a tent and um, the cooler. I think that's what was picked up, and Flint. Um, perhaps we can quickly... Um, can you make figure eight knots? Um, no. No? Okay. I feel like I would know how to do that, though, because I'm a librarian, <laughs> and I read a lot. Yeah. yeah. Make figure eight knots, tie yourself uh, to... Um, shit. Tie yourself to the ladder, I guess. 
Um, I don't know how this is going to work. Well, I, I, the rungs will block it, so perhaps we just need to throw it the other end to you. Yeah, 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 that's a good idea. Perhaps you can affix it to something. Yeah, yeah, I'll fix it to something over here. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. So I, so I do that. Um, I, I kind of knot the rope and make sure that it's nice and secure, and then I throw the other end over to the other rooftop. Quickly. Okay. Um, yeah, instead of making a thousand throw rolls, um, you would be holding onto it, so if you missed, you'd be able to pull it back up and try again. So we'll just... How good is your throw? My throw... Uh, 47%. All right, yeah, we'll say, if not first try, definitely second try of, like, um, tossing that rope over and getting it to the other side. So okay. um, you're both holding one side of the rope for each uh, rooftop here. Okay. Um, I kind of take my first few steps out onto this, like, onto these rungs, and I try to just kind of, like, center myself as best as I can. Um, I secretly practice yoga. Yeah, I will say without, like, immediate, immediate threats on either end, you can work together to at least hold that strongly enough to slam it down on the other side and have the five of them on the other side be able to catch it and kind of steady it. So what is, um, what is the plan with the rope? I'm tying it to, um, if there's like a piece of like, if there's something on this like rooftop that like I can secure to that isn't just the ladder itself, because if the ladder falls, we're screwed. Um, but if it's something on this roof, like, I don't know, like a pipe sticking out that like is supposed to like for, I don't know, for something, I don't know, roofs. Um, whatever those are for. Whatever um, those are on for. On rooftops, yes. Yeah. But one of those, um, and I'm tying as secure a knot as I can, but I'm also going to stay next to it so I can okay. hold it in case it and gives. Is this rope for to tie onto the people or to tie onto the ladder? The people. Okay. I really hate okay. that that pause. Yeah, that was I yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Dewey, where are you tying this rope? Um, I'm probably gonna put it around my middle. Okay. Um, which might sound dangerous, but it's better than dying. So um, I'm gonna do that. Um, and can I use my balance to try to like walk across this thing, balance beam style? Can you? Of course you can. Um, awesome. First, though, I need you to make a composure roll to do so. Composure. Nope, well, that's not good. I got an 82. Okay, out of so you have this moment where you're stepping out onto this ladder, and you think back to just a few minutes ago when you were kind of looking over the edge and it was just too much. Uh, you think about... You think about the, the woman that had flung off of this rooftop just a couple hours ago um, about Shannon and you stand and you try to steady yourself and you feel your knees kind of wobbling a little bit um, now I would like for you to make a balance roll uh, you are going to add how many levels of failure was that um, for each 10 it's a level of failure let's see one, two, three, four. Okay, add three difficulty die to that. 
Okay. So that's 3d6. Is there any bonus for us steadying the ladder, nope. perhaps? There's ah. a bonus to the ladder. There's a mm. bonus to the, the ladder's ability to not slip from the rooftop. Can you remind me how difficulty dice work? Yeah, so you'll roll 3d6 and you'll just add that total to your percentage total that you rolled. Okay. So I'm going to roll my percentage total first. So it doesn't matter because I'm failing. <laughs> yeah, um, I got a... 72. Okay. So you take a couple of steps and you feel your knees shake and your foot actually slips off of the ladder itself and you fall down onto basically like your hands and knees. You're just holding on to the ladder as tight as you can, one leg like dangling down. The rest of you have to kind of steady the ladder to make sure that the ladder doesn't fall as you see this person just like kind of like trembling on the ladder itself. Make another balance roll for me. This one is with two damage die, or two difficulty die. Can I try to help in any way by saying something encouraging? Sure, what 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 do you say? Dewey, you need to clear your mind. You are not on a ladder. You are on a beautiful um, mahogany bridge going over a brook, and you can hear the sounds of the birds in the background, and the frogs are mating, and it's so it's springtime, and, and and you don't have a care in the world. You're not on a ladder. You are not in a dire situation. Just clear your mind and focus. Make a calm person roll for me. Okay. Calm person, calm other, something like that. I think calm person is a D and D spell. <laughs> Pretty sure this is calm other. Others will be. No, I didn't do it. I did very badly. I got so, a ninety-seven. Oof. Dewey hears the words, but it's too late. Dewey's already looking down at the street below them. So, uh, Dewey, what did you roll? I rolled a seventy-two. No. So you watch as they're trying to move forward, just trembling and trembling. The the ladder you're. You're doing great at securing it, keeping it held. But as we go through, uh, the other foot just kind of slips and there is this moment of, you're not quite like, you're not dangling by any means, but you are at a standstill. You are just clinging to the ladder. You can't move. If you if you move, you'll die and you just know it. And you're just sitting there in, in fear. You have two um, options. You yeah. can stay there or you can try to climb back up. Well, I can't stay there. Um, so I guess I climb back up. Okay, go ahead and make a climb roll. This one, you are going to have advantage on for how steady this ladder is able to be. Um, yeah, so roll twice, take the better. Sorry, Dewey, Dewey's backtracking? Is that, am I No, just I climbing back up on, like, trying to get back up on the ladder. Oh, okay. There's this, yeah, just this. They're hanging. Ooh. No. 47. 47. I already cried once today. I, I know. Can again. we, like, I would, I would probably also try to get out there and grab them, I, grab their arm. I, I'm actually, I, I wonder if Darren would too. Like, an in, an, in an extremely and extreme, extremely yes and extremely no Darren move. I think Darren 
just goes out onto the ladder. Like hands and knees, it is very unsteady. It is, <laughs> it is not at all like heroic looking. It is just a bummer. Watching his like skinny tech bro ass scoot across this ladder. Um, but like, yeah, he starts like very unsteadily going out. Can I, at this point, see seeing this chaos roll to see if Yasmin like snaps out of it so she can help hold the ladder as well? Okay, cool. Can I not use those dice, bastard? <sighs> we'd, we'd prefer it, in fact. And and Heather seeing this sort of um, action hero like move um, happening stays where she is so that there's not too much weight in the ladder. Classic good. action hero, Darren, as we all as we all know. I'm gonna shove myself closer to the side and I'm gonna prop my feet against the uh the like ledge of this this roof and I'm just gonna like grab onto the rope to be prepared to like try with all my might to like pull. I love all of these ideas. Uh what was um the composure roll? No <laughs> <laughs> it was about time. It was about time for this character. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, you look over and there's just a new terror of like, why are we climbing out on fucking ladders to put ourselves in danger when we're already in enough danger? Like, there's just you're just still yeah. just frozen, but for a whole new reason at that point. Yeah. Apparently, um, Osman's just scared of heights. <laughs> Rooftops, new discovery. <laughs> um, Darren, let me ask you, for this moment of rare, uh, heroic... Yeah, I don't think it's heroism act. even. I think, I yeah. think the act might be heroism. I don't... I don't know if it's heroic <laughs> per se. Okay, okay. I'd like to balance very badly. Okay, one moment. I have one more message to send. Oh God, I just rolled the oh, dice. No. <laughs> I just don't I need to, don't I balance need to... badly. Balance well. I would just like to point out we've probably only been playing for about forty minutes now, and it's already gone shit. <laughs> and it hasn't even been like two minutes in game. Oh. Like <laughs> no, it's been forty-five seconds. And 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 thirty of those forty-five seconds were like a flashback to last session. So, Darren, what was your balance? My balance score is forty-two. I guess I did pay attention a little bit to the yoga classes because I rolled a twenty-seven under forty-two. Okay, so you tell us how this looks um, as. Darren is basically climbing out to the the middle of this ladder to try to save this new person's life that you don't know their name. Uh, I don't think anyone, <laughs> I think I can safely say no one's really paying attention to Darren in this moment. Um, but like, I'm imagining kind of like a camera angle of just you see his eyes kind of like, like he's been just trying to push, right? And just keep going. Don't think about how terrible every moment of this has been and will continue to be, and like all of it, right? And the horrific run up the stairs and how bad that was. 
and he has he is just in the mindset of just keep pushing right just keep going keep going we have a thing we're doing that's the only thing we can care about like we have to be single-minded right now and that is a, that is a mind, mindset that Darren is semi-comfortable with, albeit not in this particular set of circumstances. And you just like see something kind of like nudge him forward. And he sees, he sees this person is struggling and is like hanging. And like, it's over, you know, it's over an alley or whatever. And like, I'm imagining there might be frenzied underneath us. And it's like, you know, a piranha tank basically underneath. And Darren just like, doesn't say anything, but just moves forward and starts like semi shakily, but like with forward movement goes onto the ladder and starts kind of scooting again it's not it's not fast it is not graceful it is he is not a person who 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 moves regularly um let alone in any sort of high stress situation but then like gets just just close enough uh not right above but like just close enough and just starts talking starts talking to doing just as like uh, we're here. Everything's gonna be okay. Don't worry. Uh, just keep. Come on. Like we can do this. We got it. And is just like spouting. Imagine every feel good. Like he has entered a fugue state of like just manager nonsense that is just spewing from his mouth. That manager nonsense from every corporate job you've ever worked is now coming out of Darren's mouth, but said in a in a in a in a real way right but in a calm like just just we have to keep going like it's okay come on like we'll get you we'll get everyone safe come on keep going keep going and is trying to like he's not someone who's going to be able to really effectively help dewey <laughs> like he's not and he he knows that probably but is just like pleading almost even if it doesn't sound like it he is pleading to just like please keep going because like we really we really need you to keep going <laughs> we could like emotionally really need you to please god keep going with that i am going to have dewey make another composure roll with even though dr heather fields failed the roll earlier you've got Heather talking behind you, you have Darren talking right above you. I'm going to give you a plus 10% for Heather and a plus 10% for Darren. And this is a composure roll for me? Yes. 33 on a 55. Okay. Um, so tell, tell us um, in that moment as these words are like sinking into Dewey's consciousness, basically. I imagine Dewey closes their eyes. What do they think about when they do? So at first, their their eyes have been shut now for the last few seconds. Um, the second that uh, they slipped the first time, eyes went shut, hands gripped the ladder, and they started to tremble. Um, they kind of started with these really very kind of dark thoughts of seeing the bodies um, of people that 
they didn't know well, but that they knew well enough for these like new end times um, that had been previously in anger, um, kind of just vanish and turn into paint on the sidewalk. And then like it kind of transitioned into just visions of like themselves, the first time they broke their arm falling out of a tree, um, the time that they fell trying to, you know, do a really nice high dive um, during, you know, summer camp, just moments when they weren't their best and wish that they had and all these like moments of kind of like regret and embarrassment coming back and realizing these teenagers are like looking to them for support and just this enormous weight of hearing the sounds kind of like over Heather's voice of, you know, the frenzy trying to like pound through the door right behind them and knowing that like, this is not the time and them just not, they're them just failing to get around it. Um, but hearing Dewey and hearing Heather and, and trying to kind of like come out on top of these emotions, hearing the teenagers express their concern and their worry um, is starting to kind of lift that fog and they find themselves with a greater sense of determination and recognition that like, if there were gonna be, if they weren't gonna be helpful, this would be a good place for them to, you know, give up and let others take the wheel. But they know that they could help and they know that they could be strong in this moment for these people and just kind of willing themselves to make those last few steps to get across. And at this moment with like you opening your eyes, uh, you see this, this, man clinging shakily to this ladder. Um, why don't the two of you describe um, your appearance to the other? Uh, I'll go first. Uh, so this is Darren. Uh, he he is, I don't know, have we like changed clothes this whole time? Like, I, I don't- I mean, if, if they would have got too bloody, maybe, I, I guess that's a personal character decision. Did you, you know, raid someone's closet? Cause there was plenty there, so. Yeah, maybe this morning or whatever, but either way, I'll, I'll, I will say that just for the sake of really expressing who Darren is, like he is still wearing like a very nice dress shirt and dress pants and definitely is a, just a skinny, a skinny but tall lanky guy who, is was clearly sh clean shaven yesterday and is has just probably one of the most again punchable tech bro faces that you can conjure essentially um and but looks exhausted looks just as i mean as bad as i assume everyone does at this point but is is essentially just oh you know kind of like looming over you on this ladder on all fours very very awkward but just like reaching out a hand um and again like confidently pleading with you <laughs> to keep moving you would also notice an eye patch as well oh yeah and an eye patch okay should i describe myself too yes go for okay. it so um kind of clinging to this ladder um is um a black non-binary person um they have uh, kind of cat eye glasses on, sort of like I have right now. Um, their hair is thrown up into kind of like a messy bun. Um, and uh, you see actually as they're like struggling, like a couple of the pencils that they have kind of stashed up there falling out, um, you know, kind of never to be seen again. Um, they're wearing a button down shirt and slacks. Um, they're more kind of masculine 
um, of a non-binary person and um, they don't have, you know, too brawny of a build. They have more of a kind of slightish to medium-sized build. Um, not super tall either, very kind of average. Um, but you can see like their their fists are like three shades lighter than the rest of them from just having this like grip on this ladder um, and their muscles are shaking like all over their body and they're just kind of really trying to keep it together and you can see like their glasses are like half off their face like they're they're a mess but they're trying to pull it together and as you're able to kind of compose yourself and um, kind of looking up making eye contact with this man you've never met before that has just crawled you know, over this gap to tell you that you, you you have to do this. You can you can do this. And you kind of use that moment to kind of climb back up and steady yourself on this ladder. What's next? I just got the hurt the the terrible and wonderful image of us at this point essentially being face to face on just like awkward all fours on this ladder and then Darren realizing like I'm still here and then having to just scoot backwards on all fours just staring trying desperately not to look down trying desperately to not look too weird in front of these new people and it going poorly on all accounts but still scooting backwards and you know what I think this scene works best for everyone if it stays close up to your faces. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> it just stays very close up and it's just. <laughs> <laughs> sweat, bead of sweat. Yes. <laughs> oh, not one. Not one. Many beads. It Many is all sweat. sweat. It is only sweat. No man, only sweat. <laughs> no man. And I will say with that, Candace. <laughs> with that scene of just constant reassurance uh we've got people holding i almost said elevator it's a ladder um holding the ladder on one side holding the ladder on the other side and you you do you scoot together um to cross the rest of this ladder what happens the moment dewey reaches the other rooftop Dewey, like, stands up, like, brushes themselves off, um, fixes their glasses, looks at Darren, shakes his hand, like, like, grips your hand, like, too tight, like, way too tight, very inappropriately, um, and just, like, is shaking your hand and, like, looking at you and staring in your eyes, like, like, they don't, like, their eyes almost don't, like, leave your eyes for, like, the first couple of seconds that they're on the other side of the ladder, and then, like, suddenly they just, like, let go of your hand, back up, look around kind of wildly, and then throw up in the opposite direction of everybody. Yeah. Like, I, hard. <laughs> this is, this is like, this has turned into a beautiful anime moment, basically, where it's like, you remember, the, do you remember that moment? Did anyone else watch Full Metal Alchemist uh, Brotherhood, where there's the very dramatic, like, manly handshake or whatever between uh, Armstrong and, I don't remember the other large, beefy husband. Um, it's like that, but like, there is a moment of just one of the most powerful handshakes, probably in the continent, based off the number of people left. And there's a, there's a like intense business-like eye contact. 
And then you turn to throw up and Darren just like collapses onto the ground. <laughs> and we're just fucking done. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I get up really quickly, like after like keeling over and just kind of like unloading. Um, and I turn around and I'm like, I, I gotta get the kids. And I just go back to the, to the ladder and um, like I look across and like, I'm, I'm almost afraid to look up at these kids knowing that like I had such a hard time. And um, I just kind of like try to like muster as much like composure as I have left, like whatever shreds of calm that I have inside of me. And I say, hey, um, you're young, not that young anymore. That was scary. It's not going to be scary for you. Your athletes, when you had a hockey stick, just make your way over here. Everything's all right. Yes, children, it'll like, be fine. Oh, Dewey, I'm so glad you're okay. Okay, one at a time now. Just be calm. Do not try to stand up and walk. Um, I think that was a mistake. So just go on your hands and knees. Easy does it. Um, just go slow. You can do it. I will say at the sight of Darren, like, falling to his knees, that does kind of, like, Yasmin goes into doctor mode um right. and you're able to snap out of it and kind of rush forward to at least check on darren um you assume dewey is okay only because dewey is going to help you know hold the ladder and yeah, um, yeah i'll just check him over and i assume it's just panic but just talk him down a little bit heather you hear the sound of more of these frenzied slamming into the door. You hear um, what you've put to kind of block it scoot ever so slightly. Uh, and I will roll for the first teenager. Because these are NPCs and because they are teenagers, I'm giving them a 50-50 shot here. Just because... I mean, that's literally better than basically all of our percentages. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. I'm, we're just doing a 50-50 thing. Still I rolled a like 30... It. I rolled a 30% for this first one. Oh, so. good job, Christopher. <laughs> okay, Christopher. <laughs> I've just named you. <laughs> I actually think they had names, but I don't know if we ever said <laughs> them. I was going to say, did, did that not come up? That's awesome. It might That's have, but I don't remember. But, um, so this first person walking across, or not walking across, kind of climbing up and taking your advice and kind of already going down to, like, hands and knees and sort of just mock climbing this ladder all the way across. You see there's a moment where they look down and think, oh god, and then just kind of continue forward like, shouldn't have done that. I really shouldn't have look. I shouldn't have done that. And you just kind of hear mumbling as they're going all the way across. Their arms are like visibly trembling when they get to the other side and they basically just reach out and just grab Lou um, just to like pull themselves off of uh, the ladder and you just kind of see them like roll down onto the ground and they, they're just laying on the floor like breathing heavily uh, once they get to the other side. Lou um, not being far off of being a teenager is just like, dude, you did it. You did it. You totally did it. You totally did it. A thumbs up for a moment <laughs> yeah. and then like there's this moment of, oh fuck, other people have to do this. And they like sit up to then move over to the roof and they're just kind of like you got you got this you got this okay it was easy it was just it was so easy it was fine um wow jinxing yeah. your own npcs what a jerk <laughs> okay come on we have to hurry yeah you hear uh the door be slammed into again in a little scoot you kind of glance back and you do see an arm kind of like coming through and attempting <gasps> to just push open 
I rolled a 23% with this next one. Good job, children. Can, uh, can, so, can yeah. I just retire Darren and play these children? Can They're I just doing be great. a teenager, please? Um, <laughs> so you see uh, the second one hearing that kind of like kickstarts and they just rush forward and they're probably going a little faster than you would advise uh but they are like just pushing through as fast as they can and almost like one of those things where when you think back you're like wow that was reckless why did i um why did i do that i i literally could have died um but at the moment they're just pushing through as fast as they can they get to the other side hop down and then just immediately hug the other teenager that was there um now you hear the door pushed open even further, and you see one, one like, like a half of one of these frenzied beginning to climb and push their way through. You logged it off pretty well, so. Are the car alarms still going off? They are currently still going okay. off. Yes. I'm gonna position myself to where I can see the door and try to shoot. Although I only have a shotgun on me, so someone wants to switch out really quickly for a different weapon. I would say Lou's probably still holding the pistol. Okay. Uh, Lou, I'm literally not even going to say anything. I'm just going to grab the pistol from you, just shove the combat shotgun into your uh, arm, and I'm just going to go over there. I'm going to position myself to shoot at anything that starts coming out that door. Are you going to shoot now, or are you going to wait to see if it gets through the door? I'm going to wait to see it okay. if it gets out. Cool, cool. Uh, last teenager looks back, sees this, and is like, kind of looks to Heather like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I can... You can, you can do it. It's a video game. It's just a video game. You can do it. Kind of glances back at the frenzied pushing through the door again, closes their eyes for a second. You see like a swallow, maybe a little prayer. You're not, you're not certain. And then pushes forward. What's this team's name before anything bad happens to them? We have Christopher, we have Seamus. Who was the other one? <laughs> Christopher, Seamus, and um, Tatiana. Oh. Hatiana. Perfect. Didn't like that face. <laughs> no, that's I why I wanted know, to ask right like then. <laughs> so what what chance did I say I was giving them? 50. 50. Scary. I rolled. Oh, damn it. I rolled a 51. I knew it. Oh my god. Okay, but we had like 200 and no, 480 survivor points. Can we like throw one at this child? <laughs> exactly one survivor point. <laughs> Since I am at the ladder, I'm going to try to just quickly um, fling my body down straight on the ladder. I have an excellent sense of balance and put one arm through one side of the wrong and another through the other and just try to grab them so that if I get them, I won't just tip right over. I will have also thrown the rope back, by the way. I didn't say oh, that because yeah. I was all That's fucked right. up. That's right. I'm just, I yeah, I was assuming we were each rope. tying our waist before yeah. we go. Okay. Okay. Um, cool. So, Heather, roll what you would like to roll for that. Are you going for balance? Yes. Okay. Okay, I'm going to try. 32. 32, okay. Um... Yeah, so you fling yourself forward, land on this ladder at the same time that this person slips off of one side and you can almost, you can just see them like going to tumble down and you're able to push over and kind of grab onto them and steady them. Um, they have now grabbed onto the ladder itself and you hear the door burst open. As one of these frenzied slams through, kind of rolls, stands up, 
Rory, make that make that firearms roll for me. Okay, that is a twenty-two under thirty-five. Whoa, that was close. Mm-hmm. I'm a better shot than you. Cool. So that's still a level of success, right? Uh, yes, that's one level. Of success. Yes. So roll two d six. Okay. Uh, five on one and four on the other. Okay. Uh, roll um another d six for the depletion die for the silencer. Four. Oh, no. Okay, so sorry. Um, so that one has one, uh, one depletion point left. You fire as soon as this thing stands back up. Um, with that level of success, you're you're probably able to hit this thing in like the neck or the or the head as you see it slam into it. You see kind of the the spatter upward as the body falls, and then you see a couple more spilling, like beginning to climb over each other through the doorway. Um, Dr. Heather Fields, what would you like to do? I'm talking to Tatiana now. Sweetie, I need you to put one leg onto this ladder. That's it. All you have to do is just pull one leg up and then you're going to gently tilt yourself over and I am going to help you. You can do it. Okay. Um, So I will note here, if the rope was flung over, the rope is presumably on the teenager, correct? Yes, the teenager, not on me. Mm -hmm. Okay. So at this point, um, you saying that she's kind of steadied and she does so. She brings up a leg and is able to kind of like climb back up onto the ladder itself. Um, And you kind of just hear like quick, quick breathing and um, like whispers, words, but you're not really sure what is being said as she is going to. Um, within 11%, begin moving forward now. Um, Okay, Tatiana, listen to me. We're going to move in unison. We're not going to crawl because there's no one holding the others out of the ladder now. I want you to pretend that you're a gymnast on the parallel bars. We are going to use our arms to support our lower bodies. Keep your knees tucked tight up to your core and we are going to move at the same time. We will put our arms forward one foot and then pull the rest of your body forward and then place it on the ladder. Do not crawl. We need to do this together. Ready? And I'm going to count so that we do forward and slide, forward and slide. All right. Um, At this point, I would like for anyone holding the ladder on um, that side to go ahead and either make a lift pull or a strength roll. Seeing the that it's two people now and that Darren is okay, can Yasmin help in any way? She's not very yes. strong, but like another yeah, if hand. You would, if you would like to, yeah, yeah, you can you can add that to the mix. And I will say, frenzied are spilling from this doorway at this point. Does Rory take another shot? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. I got an eight. All right, uh, Rory, make that firearms roll. Okay. I, mm, as I'm doing it, if the car, I feel like this is a bad idea. As the car alarms are still going off, can I start yelling at them to see if I can attract them towards me and not the ladder? Like, just to see what happens. 
like the idea is to make sure that they're not coming towards the ladder where there is noise, but instead redirect them and like maybe they'll fall off the side of the building. It's probably not likely, but at least deter them away from the ladder for a moment as I'm trying to make another shot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Thank goodness. Um, 28 under 35 for that one. Fantastic. Roll that damage. What was everyone's strength? Or whatever you rolled to hold the ladder. I mean, all my stuff is bad in that regard. Um, I I got a just a regular failure. Okay. I got a 30, 33 for 20, uh, 20. No, 30, yeah. So it would be one full degree of failure. Okay. Yeah. I got an exceptionally bad failure. <laughs> with uh, the zero is 10 or the zero is zero. The- I always forget. So the zero, zero. Okay, so 70, an even 70 out of 20. (laughs) I looked out, I got an eight out of 33. I'm trying to think of something I can argue. Go for it, I love that. I would like to argue that I have some sort of advantage for the plan that I came up with, that we're not going to be like crawling here, where we are going in unison, we're going together and using our arm strengths to lift our lower bodies forward. It's sort of a swinging. Yes, my, um, my only issue with that is what I'm about to narrate, you're not going to be moving forward. Oh no. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, okay. Let me, let me tell you what's going to happen and then you can tell me. Okay. Totally, totally feeling good. Very normal. Yep. I love it. It's good. So you've gotten, you've gotten Dewey across, you've gotten two of the teenagers across and now you see the other teenager and Heather standing up and moving pretty fluidly. They're, they're, they're moving across very well, but you see the door completely fly open with frenzied spilling onto the rooftop on their side kind of looking around there's a moment of confusion as the car alarm is just echoing in just that weird way where you're not really sure exactly where it's coming from but they hear the noises and they look over and they hear um they hear heather encouraging this person to keep moving forward and, and kind of like instructing and counting. They hear that voice. And as they begin sprinting toward the ladder, uh, Rory fires again. What was that damage? Uh, that was nine total damage okay. again. Yeah, fires again, uh, slams into one of them. You see it kind of um, slams into them in a way where they kind of hit another one and fall down. And you see a couple of them trip over that one, but there's more coming from this doorway itself. And as they're sprinting, Rory just starts shouting and like kind of like waving their arms, uh, just trying to get any of their attention. And you see they are kind of split. Some of them begin running and just diving off of the rooftop to try to make it over to Rory, to this other rooftop. Uh, You see the majority of them are just flying down. You see some of them, they like slam into the wall and kind of splat and uh, slide down or fall down on the other side. some of them, though, are moving towards this ladder. You can see there's there's not an intelligence where they know to, like, climb on the ladder or anything. Most of them are spilling over, but nobody's holding the ladder on this side. So there is a moment of, as they are beginning to push and try to climb over this ladder, the ladder scoots off and begins falling 
Okay, so what I want to do is try my hardest to push Tatiana the rest of the way. And I'm just going to try to like grab myself onto the ladder and hope that they can hold on to the other end. Okay. Uh, what would you like to roll for that? I guess it's probably gotta be a strength thing. I probably like either like, yeah, it's all the same for all my skills. Lift, pull, jump, grapple are all 23. Heather, I'm making eye contact with you. Okay. And I am like sending you positive vibes. Like you can see it in my eyes that I'm sending you these positive vibes that are like radiating out from my eyeballs into yours, that you can do this and you're good. And we have a lot more to like go through together. Today is not your day. I will say as this ladder falls off of the rooftop, the whole thing is like beginning to just fall down. It's ripped out of the hands of um, Dr. Yasmin and Lou and Dewey kind of is just pushed forward. You brace yourself up against the ladder. You're holding on to it and you're making direct eye contact with Dr. Heather as it is beginning to fall down. Um, you were able to shove in that brief moment and you see this other team like stumble over, uh, not quite fall onto the roof, almost like falling off of the ladder, but there's enough people there that the other teens actually grab onto them and pull them onto the roof as well. Go ahead and make that strength roll. Oh, I thought you were, <laughs> I thought you were gonna give me a bonus, do it. <laughs> Is she falling on the side with the fire escapes? Can I scream to the people around me, like, get the rope off of her, throw it down, get the rope off yeah. of her now. Yeah, as this is happening, they're, they're hurrying to get the rope off, but this is all, I mean, it's all falling so fast. Okay, <clears throat> so it's falling. Heather is looking in Dewey's eyes and keeping contact and just trying to hold on and there's a moment when you think she's got it. But then she sees that Dewey is going to fall with her if she doesn't let go. So she begins to fall backward. And as she does, she rips um, this crystal necklace that she has and throws it up to Dewey. It's it's a fluorite crystal. And she just says, you did well. I have a feeling you're going to need that. The ladder gets a lot lighter and you're able to just hold on to it as you hear it kind of like slamming into the side of the building on the other side. Frenzied are still spilling off of the other side as well. And once they stop, it falls mostly silent. The car alarms are still going off, but they've been going off for so long that you're kind of able to zone them out at this point and the rooftop falls quiet. So Yasmin went into doctor mode before. I think she goes into controlling mode now and tries to start hurting the kids inside. I say kids, the teenagers inside. Just let's go in there. Before anything else, come, come. And she'll start them in that direction. Dewey is still holding the ladder. 
and they've got like one hand on the necklace and they're just kind of frozen. Yeah, Darren is still sitting there, I think. Um, where like Darren ran out of hero juice partway through. Um, and then like even if he wasn't watching heard obviously what happened and is like still sitting there but now his eyes are wide and is just dealing Lou is sitting there not dealing I feel like Rory sort of like stands there and just like stuns silence for a second and then goes back over to Lou, switches out the guns again, and then just starts making like a perimeter check, like just to like, just do something. If I got to the door with the kids, assuming they came with me and the rest were not there, I would shoo them downstairs and go and grab Darren and Lou, who are like <laughs> fallen over, and our new friend who is like leaning over with a ladder and try to help the three of us help pull it up. Do you send them down to the home level? No, because I don't know if anything got through because we didn't go back, but I put them kind of in the doorway just like to stay out of sight. Okay, yeah, you're able to pull the ladder up. You hear it like clang back down onto the rooftop. Dewey kind of shakes themselves out of it, like feeling everybody kind of moving around them and um, like hearing uh, the doctor's voice kind of adjusts their glasses and tries to kind of like compose themselves. So they put the necklace on and um, they kind of just allow themselves to be pushed inside. Um, I think Darren isn't put, doesn't put up a fight. You know, it helps walks around kind of uh, is, allows himself to be pushed around um, in a productive way. Um, but before before Yasmin kind of does the final kind of like shepherding of everyone back down, um, he would just say, oh, oh, one one moment. I'm 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 uh, it's 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 okay. I'm I'm okay. Um, just one one second. And um, he goes back out onto the roof. Um, Potentially by himself, whatever. Again, he doesn't seem, he's not happy, but it doesn't seem like, I don't know, unhinged or, uh, you know, whatever, or, or needing to be watched, I guess. I'll just put it that way. Um, and Darren goes over to the area where there's still chalk writing of, you know, help, SOS, whatever it was, with yesterday's date, and just kind of wipes off 
wipes off the date and writes a new one and then goes to join everyone else. Yeah, I was going to say that that I wouldn't have wanted to go straight inside either. So I probably wouldn't have like helped you erase the date, but I would have sat there with you while you were doing that. Just not even talking. Yep. Darren is, and when when you go inside, I'd go inside with you. Yeah, Darren is, it would be not necessarily outwardly. Well, like is is uh, very welcoming of your presence there. And as the as you head in and the rooftop door closes, the scene kind of fades. Going down to the first floor of apartment, like apartments. Um, you do see one main like lobby floor below you as well, but making it down to this first floor, this seems to be the most fortified floor. Uh, there, every window is boarded up, and if the window's not boarded up, the door to the entire apartment is built up, so you can't even go in. Um, so it makes it pretty dark down here with just little rays of sunlight coming through, but once you're down here long enough, your eyes are adjusting you see tables brought out into the hallway. Um, a lot of them have various supplies on them. You see weapons, you see guns, you see various melee weapons, you see medical supplies. Uh, you see one table is full of like all the random food that they could kind of find and throw together. And then you see quite a few tables are pushed up against the fire escape window at the end of the hallway. and basically nailed there. Um, some sort of quick barricade that was made for that. You see plenty of different levels of bloodstains in the hallway itself. Uh, drag marks. Blood spattered on certain parts of the walls. And every door that is not boarded up currently is open um there's kind of been enough rooms in here for everybody to kind of have their own space and as you stand down here um it is silent all except for the occasional word from the doctor as she is kind of checking everybody over The scene is yours. I will note you don't find any bites on anyone. Great. Um, since I'm all up in your space, uh, Dr. Yasmin Khan introduces herself. Um, she has a subdued Turkish accent, uh, wears a headscarf that has probably dirt or blood or whatever that she's tried to keep clean um, and is dressed relatively conservatively. You can see her hands are very strong, but she's a slight kind of middle-aged-ish woman um, with kind of tanned skin, um, shortish, uh, and she um, She's just very uh, method methodical, asking you, like, um, you know, have you been able to be eating? Have you been drinking water? Have you, uh, you know, injured yourself while you were trying to cross the, <clears throat> the ladder or anything like that? And just kind of running through the laundry list of questions that she would ask a patient to check in um, after uh, an incident. 
Sophia and you're able to kind of glance around from side to side too, you see um, Lou and Rory in here as well. Do you want to describe yourselves? Yeah, I okay, I can go. Um, Rory um, is a, a very um, small but like toned individual. Um, they're wearing like a mechanic shirt, um, heavily tattooed skin. Um, their hair looks like it had been previously like dyed, um, but they have not kept it up at any at any point. So it's like just like this weird. Um, sort of like greenish yellow color at the very end with like very visible um, like hair, like what they're like brown hair coming um, from where it had not been dyed and was growing. Um, sloped shoulders, um, a very visible um, Adam's apple. Um, yeah, thick eyebrows, very tired looking eyes. Um, they look kind of just like they're a little just like upset all the time is really the best way to describe it um but yeah that's them uh standing over probably not terribly far from rory is uh lou who is also a very slight individual we have a lot of very small people <laughs> uh is also a very slight individual um blonde hair hoodie like just early 20s just looks like you know a, a, a kid you would see at a concert um tall but not as tall as darren um just kind of <laughs> slumped <laughs> kind of shrugged up against a wall i kind of um take everybody in and um I'm having a hard time like mustering something to say and I kind of fidget with my necklace a little bit um, and look at everybody and uh, look at the teens and just try to like gather my thoughts so thanks 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 for that um, means a lot you got me and the kids to safety what what happened to Mason? He was bit. And so, like our other um, friend, just felt that was the best way to go while doing something that would be useful. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm familiar with that. Uh, did did you know did you know him well? Were you all friends? Was he new, like like I am? Fairly new. None of us knew each other before this. We were all at a gas station. We've all known each other for like a day. A day. We met Mason when we ran in here. Okay. None of you are close. Uh, can I... Can I see his things? I, I know it sounds weird, but like... It's only been a day. I've known him for a few hours, but... it He's the person I'm closest to here other than the kids. Maybe if we set up where he was. 
his like his apartment. Yeah. Okay. It's on this floor, right? It's the one with all the. Okay. Um, we took all that out. <laughs> did we? I think so. Because I was. Yeah, that was all. That, that was all on like the out. tables yes. in the hallway. Oh, that we yeah. definitely took all that out. Alright. Um. I'll sort of walk towards the door. And if anyone wants to follow, I will go over to Mason's apartment and open up the door. I won't enter, but I will just leave the door open. Kind of glancing in, you see most of the furniture has been moved um, to block windows to kind of be destroyed to make more wood. Um, But you see a pretty bare apartment otherwise even if there was furniture in here there's not much personality in this apartment um i kind of like look around i don't really say what i'm looking for um gm i think you know but Mm -hmm. i just kind of look for like any signs of of who mason was um to try to like grasp onto that like i have a reminder of, you know, one person in my party and like Dewey is a collector. That's part of why they're a librarian. So like they feel like maybe finding things will anchor them a little bit more. Okay. Um, can I have everyone else go ahead and make a um, detect motives role for me? That's an eight. Under something. There you go, you're back. (laughs) 18 under 44. Where is detect motives? Uh, I think it's in the middle somewhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, it's on the far left under train skill checks. I see that. Uh, A 19 under, wait, was that? Yeah, 19 under. Okay, um, so the majority the majority of you, I'll say I'll let um, Yasmin decide whether she kind of acts on it since she got the, the highest success or not first, but um, the, the majority of you kind of understand what Dewey is doing. Um, and like Rory glancing into this room, you don't see Mason in here. There's There's like, there's no personality in the room at all. Um, and I will say, um, Yasmin's eyes kind of flick over to the nail gun that Mason had dropped, uh, on the floor by the elevator. Did he keep the, the, the book with him? Um, the book was set down on one of the tables, I believe. Uh, yeah. May may have been inside of um, the kitchen I think where Alec was, was writing. Yeah, I think it was there. So at that, maybe Yasmin will kind of wander away, pick up the nail gun, pick up the book and the bundle of letters and hand to Dewey the nail gun and the book and then the rest of the letters to everyone else. Um, but as she hands it to you, she'll say, um, uh, he brought these things um, 
with him when he came over. And the book was from one of his companions that helped him survive long enough to get here. Um, perhaps it will be of comfort to you. Yeah, yeah as, I, as these things are handed to you, I mean, you saw Mason use the nail gun, but then yeah. you you do recognize Shannon's notebook. So as I'm kind of reaching out um, to the doctor to, to accept the books, um, like I kind of put my hand um, on her hand for a second to like, kind of like to say thank you, but also to like steady myself and kind of get this like moment of like human connection. Um, and I, I like, I, I look up cause I kind of feel like, you know, I'm, I'm seeing all of you and, and realizing that everybody in this room looks like they've also lost someone. And um, I kind of, it, that kind of snaps me out of like my kind of mechanical sort of like survival mode. Um, and I say, yeah, I, um, his companion's name was Sham Shannon and uh, I, I, I knew her. Um, she was keeping notes. She was doing research. So um, I'm gonna read this and I'll, I'll tell you what I find. Doc, I might need your help. Um, some of it, I don't know how scientific she gets, but you know, I research is something I did for a living, and I'm hoping I can help. Our friend Alec, as he was um, suffering defects, perhaps we will say, um, he and I were speaking. Um, of, of what he was experiencing perhaps later we can talk uh, research but for now um, she you know grasps, grasps your hand over the book as a like a, a final kind of squeeze um, and then leaves you to it uh, and like I said she'll she'll move off to, to hand out the, the letters and um, from Alec I sort of like get the teens set up. Um, I give them the option to take to, for us all to take a corner of the room, or for us to just sort of huddle together and have one common space. Um, and uh, just like kind of look to everybody else to see if there's a way that we can be like of, of, of assistance. So you're wanting to kind of look through Shannon's notebook? Okay. Um, what is everyone else doing while that's happening? I am uh, still slumped against the same wall, but I have slid down to sit down. And I probably pulled like I, I i've had it in my pocket the whole time i have i have a pocket watch and i've probably pulled that out and i'm probably just crying at this point has would yes mean have gotten gotten a vibe of like if lou likes physical affection like touching or anything or are they very closed off? You have seen evidence of like eagerness, but also like 
reserved in not knowing what other people's boundaries are. They're very like worried that they'll offend someone. So uh, would would not be unresponsive to that. Esmond will go over to the wall and like slide down next to you. Not like cuddled, but like close enough that because you're you're probably taller than she is, that you could lean over and whatever, because you're like the age of her nieces and nephews. So she's like trying to do the mom thing of like, I'm not going to hug you first necessarily, but you have the option to hug. Oh, <laughs> she's giving the mom fully, vibes. Fully, fully goes for it and just sobs. Uh, yeah. Blue will fully accept mom mom vibes right now. <laughs> Are the car alarms still going off? There's a moment where you kind of sit and try to focus on them and you're not hearing them anymore. Okay. Regardless, I guess. Um, I think I would go over... Are there any, if there's a window that I can sort of look out of um, that's facing towards where the car alarms are going off, I think I think what Rory is trying to do is just trying to see what sort of commotion it's caused and what it's drawn, mostly just given the fact that they're still on edge for the one creature. Absolutely. Yeah, um, easy enough looking out uh you see it has not cleared the streets on the other on the other side but definitely a lot less on that side um you do see just a, a huge amount in the parking lot out that other side it seems like it seems like the cars have been smashed to the point where they're not the alarms aren't going off anymore um so you see just plenty around there, and most of them are currently now just standing like they forgot what they were doing. Um, but it, it did draw a lot toward that area. I think they are gonna sort of just like lean themselves up against that window and just like, just like dead, just watch the entire time, just sort of to see what happens. Um, Mostly because they're just trying to make themselves useful in some way that isn't just like, let me go upstairs and like kill the rest of these undead that are up there. So. Uh, I think after a bit, Darren is, Darren's of a lot of minds of what he'd like to do and what he feels like compelled to do, um, but sees that everyone is, going through their own stuff obviously in the moment and so he he eventually just kind of slips off to the side again um as he's done a few times uh finds an empty room whatever uh and he just starts like repeating um maybe out maybe even a little out loud but not probably even loud enough for anyone else to hear unless they like go in just like you did the best you could you did the best you could it's not your fault it's not your fault you did the best you could and just over and over like that message over and over um do we 
glancing through Shannon's notebook as you're beginning to flip through, you see poems. Um, you see hasty sketches on some that seem to kind of match the poem. And you're, just, you're flipping through and then you know that you find the day, you know, yesterday. Um, you see some sketches and drawings of things you can only assume are these creatures outside. You see a sketch of the church. And as you're kind of looking through it for a little while, you still have some some pages that you can look through, but you kind of look up and it's just kind of hitting you how defeated everyone here is. How just... You think maybe they need the smallest glint of hope. I um, I look at the teens and and um, everybody's out of this room now, right? It's just me and the kids. Yes. I look at the teens and um, like I see that they're scared and they're kind of like clinging for dear life, especially uh. Tati, who is like, hasn't really said much since the roof. Um, and I try to like kind of give them a little bit of a pep talk. Um, and I say, you know, listen, we we have very gracious and generous hosts. These are good people. Shannon was good people. Mason was good people. Heather was good people. And that's how we're going to stay alive. We've got to find some kind of way to rally. Some of you guys, you do your sports. See if maybe you can summon some of that courage and that bravery. Um, Because these people look like they've been through even more than we have. So I have a little bit of an announcement. I want to go make it. Come with me look to each other almost like they don't want to be the first one to say yeah uh but eventually there's an agreement and they kind of move to stand up and follow you okay so i go down and i try to kind of find you guys and um kind of gather everybody that i can i've been reading I've, i've been reading um shannon's book here uh her diary her journal um and uh, when 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 we when we met Shannon and, and Mason, um, it was out after a really long night. There are screech kinds of these creatures. Um, I don't know if you've seen them. They they roar, uh, and like I see like the looks of recognition and kind of a little bit of horror. Um, there were some bells ringing, like literal bells, not in my head, although 
and uh, there's a church nearby. I know that moving is not ideal, but it's it's an opportunity. It might be an opportunity. Um, Shannon said that uh, there's going to be some military on the way. Um, maybe a shot out of here. And I think all of us have kind of had enough of just waiting to die. We had someone, a few of us had gone into, um, into the city to go pick up weapons. Um, and we were driving back that night and we had heard those bells and it seemed like all of them were that were in the area were attracted to them i i can understand wanting to go but i i I feel like going somewhere where they're going to be attracted to seems like a really bad idea i hear that um i've been thinking about it a lot knowing that those bells attract if they keep ringing night after night that means that those people aren't being defeated shannon was from that community um and did say they're trying to collect survivors i i can't promise that all of us will survive she obviously didn't but that's a lead and I just wanted to share it with you. I understand your reservations. I don't think you're wrong, but I didn't feel like that was information I could keep to myself, especially after how much you did for us. How far is the church from here? It's just, it's a few blocks. A few blocks in the direction of where we set off a bunch of car alarms. Or a few blocks no. in a different direction. A different <laughs> no, direction. this is this is a different direction. It's like if you set off the car alarms that way, the church is that way. Not not so, quite opposite directions, but if we go, there is one of those screechers. We don't know where it is, um, but it followed us back, um, and it was in here. Um. So I'm assuming it's just prowling, waiting for us to leave. So we need to be very aware of the fact that that thing could come after us if we even step foot outside of this apartment complex. Yeah, I don't I don't know how to fight that thing. I don't know either. We hid when it came for us. We, we hid and hoped for the best and that ended up being good enough, but I don't know. I mean, well, it can it can see, like it can register us way better than those like rambling ones. The yeah. other. Well, one of our own tried fighting it and that certainly didn't work. So hiding is probably the best idea. Hearing somebody tried to fight this, like, Dewey just kind of like takes a step back. 
We have believe three or four other weapons that could be handed out amongst everybody. We could attempt to grab a vehicle, if there is one, and not start it, but get it rolling down a street, and maybe that'll offer some form of protection. If not, we go on foot, but it might take a little bit longer even if it is a few blocks, because I can only assume this place is riddled wherever we go. But I also don't like staying here. We're just sitting ducks. Have y'all thought about the sewers? This city has sewers underneath it that run in the same directions, probably, as the streets. I wish I had my, my my papers. We've got microfiche and stuff of the blueprints of the town and the city and this whole layout, but it's not worth it trying to go back there and getting them. Um, I don't know if any of you guys know anything regarding that, but maybe we could go underground? I don't know. We could try. Would it be worth the risk to send someone else to scout? would worry of getting us all trapped in the sewer with nowhere to go and no idea what direction to travel and then getting stuck. I'm, um... May or may not have allegedly done some things which I would be able to... uh, I can scout. scouter so so darren darren kind of steps forward now and you know he's re-entered the conversation and it's kind of a little bit of like a little pep back in his step so to speak um and and darren says okay okay so let's let's try and let's try and break down the problem right what's the the goal get us all there Hopefully, maybe. I don't know. Well, the goal is to live, I guess, but that's kind of a maybe too nebulous of a goal. Do I guess first of all, do we think do do we all think that this is a good place for us to go? I mean, I don't want to be here anymore. And um I mean, sewers sound like not a bad idea. I um I've used some less than uh less than legit ways to get into some places. So I think we could probably do it. Yeah, I am down for any place that isn't here at this point. And I suppose we can attempt to try and make our way to that church. More people is better. Yeah. Carrie, I have a question. So the perilousness of the of the ladder maneuver that we did earlier, was that large was that exacerbated or because of the kind of like 
pressure that, that that we were under in that like obviously like doors were being broken down it was a high intensity moment we weren't able to like go nice and slow and that sort of thing or was it just like going across any gap between buildings is gonna be rough just with the nature of the ladder contraption a little bit of both yes um i will say if that is something you wanted to attempt again you have supplies and materials to make that less dangerous um all you had before was a ladder and a rope but if you if you wanted to make some harnesses or like like you had you know you had that good idea with that rope there making various harnesses maybe harnesses that are woven into the ladder as some sort of you know like climbing gear in a sense um you have plenty of supplies at your disposal now to where thinking about it it could work it, it's not it's not like 100 chance or anything but it it could work just as well as the sewers. What? Because we did that all before sundown. Is it nearing kind of that time of the day at this point, probably? I think you're probably a few hours before sunset, yeah. Okay, so it's still time. And when did the bells ring? Did, did like, do we pick up on, like, because I, I don't think we've heard it regularly, have we? Well, other than when we, other been... than when we were, like, close by it, right? But, like, <laughs> at, at our apartment. Yeah, building, yeah, it's only... It's also only been one night. Yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. It's only been that one time, but it did happen at dark. Mm-hmm. It was okay. dark when it happened. If we hear tonight, they're, they're fine. Yeah, kind of that's kind of what I'm wondering. Is, like... And but also, if we can't hear them, then like, do, do, is that its own thing in and of itself? Is to like get to a different rooftop and try to get closer just to hear to see if this is a wild goose chase? You know, like, I don't know. Or or we just wait one night safe in safety. And this is I, this. Well, Darren is all saying this out loud. You know, of like, okay, you know, he's trying to he's trying to break down the problem into as small of bits as human as possible, right? Um, and it's like, okay, so we don't know, we don't know if they're still there. So maybe, you know, we should try to figure out maybe they're gonna ring the bells again. And if so, then maybe we can hear it. We didn't hear it last night, but it's it's been a time. Maybe if we listen, we can try to figure that out before we commit to any plans. And, you know, it's just like trying to chug it down um, and trying to minimize risk and expedite success. And we'll also say, I remember Carrie telling, because I also asked a question about the bells. They don't attract them this far out. They just make them go a little frenzied, which means if we stay here another night, are we putting ourselves in even more danger? Right? Yeah, like, that was kind of my question is like, do we wait and hear do the bells? We wait? Or do yeah. we just go and just go? Because. Mm-hmm. The, the only thing it's going to do is if we create, if they get frenzied, are they going to try and break in here? Like, or are they going to move closer to the door? Um, that's just a question. Well, and I mean, I, I think that's, I think that's a, that's a good point, Rory. Thank you for sharing. But I also, you know, 
we also need to make sure that we're not out there when the bells ring. We can't, you know, if, if we if we do if we do this and we want to do this before nighttime, we we would have to go today. We'd have to go almost now. now. I'm gonna hope. stand up and walk into whatever apartment I was sleeping in the previous time, and I I I from all of my hunting in the very early game um, would grab whatever energy drinks and Pop-Tarts I have collected. I I will grab one, like those, all those. I will shove everything in all of my pockets while this conversation is occurring. I will walk out from that, hand Darren one of the energy drinks and go, I'm ready. Let's sewer this up. Yeah, seeing Lou do that, I just sort of shrug off my uh, my backpack, open up the like thing with all the like taken stuff from the um, uh, what was it, the gas station, and I'm just kind of like, we don't have much, <laughs> so leaving now isn't it? Isn't awful. I forgot Rory just like looted <laughs> for like four full turns, episode one. Hey. So low on cash. I was like, donuts needed. Needed. Uh, Dewey, you see, after giving these people this information, and you see them like you, you see their liveliness and almost like their their hope kind of rise a little bit from this information. With you watch their hope rise with their energy levels as they're turning to grab their bag and let's okay, we we have a plan, we have a possibility, like we have a goal to work toward. We're not just sitting in this fucking apartment complex waiting to die um so you you kind of take that moment in as you see them kind of getting backpacks and and things like that yeah i look at the teenagers um and then like look back at everybody to kind of give them like that example and um i'm i i you know i'm, I'm hoping that they are that they'll take this this energy um knowing that they were so like open to guidance before um I'm, i i feel good knowing that like they have other people that can also kind of help them like overcome their fears because there were moments when i just wasn't strong enough and i'm trying to like get back to that place of like where these people are like i'm trying to like rise to that now so um we really didn't have a lot of things as you know like i already have my pack on um i collect kind of the rest of the stuff that Heather had passed over uh, with the teens, and we're ready to go. I think it takes Yasmin a solid minute to get up from where she was and just kind of like rally herself. Um, And then just goes over to the table where all of the medical supplies are and just starts like (laughs) with everything that is useful and uh, can be um, packed in a single bag. Um, um, quick weird question. Maybe not that weird. Um, Steve's belongings. Did he have anything besides like the gun bag and all of the stuff that you guys picked up or no, nothing mm-hmm. else? Okay. That's nothing all I would have cared about. If he had any like personal effects, I would want it take those i was trying to think i don't know if he spent enough time 
in his kind of like mad coping mechanisms of trying to build, you know, alarms and traps and whatever. I think it was just a pile of stuff. Um, and like, oops, I have a, a pipe bomb. <laughs> it seems a little, a little, a little much. Um, so I think, I think Darren looks around at everyone, kind of sensing the same way that Dewey is of like, tides are turning and that we even if it's not hope it is just determination to not be in this situation any longer um i think i think darren as we're all getting ready and he's you know helping shovel stuff he cracks open the energy drink that lou that lou handed him and he takes a truly unhealthy swig and and he says he just kind of looks around at everybody and just says i think you know we're 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 a team now you know we're a team we're working together for a common goal for a common aim in a common direction we each have different skills we each different people but we're a team and good teams are proactive, not reactive. So let's stick together and let's go achieve something. Okay, okay. You know, Darren, I'm gonna see to you church. do that and I'm gonna, oh, go, go, ahead. Oh, go ahead. If we get to this church, you should absolutely apply to be like a priest or something <laughs> because I feel like you'd be a great motivator in that sense. Uh, you would know, Darren, that is not nearly enough money. A post or pre-apocalypse. Darren's like, that would be such a pay cut. No, thank you. Yeah, right. Like, maybe motivational speaker, yeah. but like, pre no, no thanks. He's gonna, he's gonna pivot this into a memoir, certainly, but like... Yeah, I, I, uh, I, hearing your speech and kind of the the drive of let's get the hell out of here and all of that. Yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of give you the like Nicholas Cage gone in sixty seconds. Like, let's do this. Because <laughs> yeah, I think I think it is just like, I mean, I think there is hope, but I think it's just now. At least it seems like for the four of us is like, we can't just be in this fucking spot anymore like just oh, like anything all basically anything feels better than being here right now uh i at least speaking in terms of darren darren is a person who likes who likes aims and goals and in in teamwork and all that good stuff and is like cool we have a we have an objective and we as a group can move towards that objective and like that, not having an objective is as good as death, as far as Darren is, is concerned. You know, if we're worried about this, this whatever that creature was or is, uh, staying out of sight is most important. We know these things can climb. If it was just the infected or the frenzied roof to roof, not bad. And we could kind of see what was on the roofs and all that kind of stuff. But if we're spotted, we're in a lot of trouble. I think sewer seems seems like the best bet. I can totally it's... scout ahead of everybody and make sure it's safe. We still have, I think we still have one. 
I think you still have walkie-talkies. I was gonna say, do we still have walkie-talkies? I think so, yeah. I'll toss one over to Lou, and I'll keep one on me. Um, I also, if anyone wants a weapon, now is the time. There's four left that have been unclaimed. Yeah, Darren would want to take a firearm for sure. Okay. Do you want the 38 revolver, the 44 mag revolver, the AR-15, or the AK-47? So, before Yasmin picks a weapon, I have a question for you. We talked about, briefly, her backstory is that because in Turkey, you have mandatory um, military service. So in theory, she has actually used or at least trained with automatic weapons. But she hasn't touched one in probably 40 years, right? Would it be reasonable? Because I know there's requirements for like training for leveling up stuff like firearms. Could an argument be made for, she hasn't done this in a hot minute, but having it back in her arms, having to do the checks and the whatever, I don't know guns, I'm Canadian, um, that she could, I could bump that number at all using um, competency points. She also hasn't touched a gun yet. So in this I game. will say cinematically, whenever you, kind of think about grabbing one of those guns. If you take one, I'll let you roll a firearms roll. And okay. if you succeed it, then we can level that up a little bit. I think I will allow a willpower roll as well. Okay. Just for the sake of like a m muscle memory sort of situation. Remembering the training from that long ago. Yeah. So that's, oh yeah, that's a 26. Okay, um, nice. nice. So, yeah, so you all watch as Yasmin has packed all of these, all the medical, medical supplies, she's put the bag on and she looks down at the guns in front of Rory and you see her pause a moment and then she picks up the AK-47 and then like someone, like riding a bike, if you will. Um, you watch her do every single check, uh, check her bullets, check safety, check sight, whatever. Um, and she straps it on and it's just like automatic. She doesn't, it doesn't look like she had to think about it. It just, she just knows. Um, and it's, she probably like pauses after is like, it's been a minute. Yasmin's the fucking coolest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah seriously. <laughs> Rory kind of looks at you and is like, you know, I feel better knowing that at least someone can actually handle it rather than someone who has no experience handling it. So that's good. It has been that a little awesome. while, but. Uh... <laughs> um, I'll take. Darren can take the like a pistol make if there's another pistol especially if we can silence it so what's what's everybody have in terms of weapons dewey has the 44 magnum uh-huh ba badass i love that um and a lead pipe uh and i have a nail gun well oh it's God. empty i will yeah. <laughs> full, full disclosure it's empty but that was like darren's or okay magnum, good uh, okay. mason's like signature weapon yeah so that's so. just for my heart then yeah 
Um, does Darren have a melee weapon? I think, I mean, it, is it going to be useful? No, but I think he would have one just because it's like, why not? You know, like, okay. this is all mad dash. So every, I, it, Darren would definitely be of the opinion of everyone should have at least one thing. Mm-hmm. If not, like, if you can move with multiple melee weapons, or <laughs> multiple guns, like, we don't want to break a baseball bat halfway through, right? And not have anything else. And like, Darren is checking for, you know, redundancies mm-hmm. and making sure, you know, let's set our team up for success is kind of where, you know, where we're going. Everyone be sure they each have a snack and a cliff bar and energy <laughs> drink and like, um, but yeah, no, Darren wants to like, cause we're not fucking coming back here. Like grab the weird drugs that we got and grab like mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever, whatever we can that won't slow us down. Like, do not leave it if we if we can help it. So on that note, Darren, do you uh, you kind of glance over and you see your good old friend the slingshot? Do you take it? Yes. Okay. Darren, Darren, for sure takes it. Like. And then, what melee weapon would you like to have? Uh. God. What? What is Darren? <laughs> Conceptually, Darren in a melee weapon. It could like be something it, as simple as like a screwdriver just for like stabbing at close contact. There are knives. I think he would take like, if he if if there was, well, cause they're, would they be like kitchen knives basically? Yeah. So like that feels dangerous to just like tuck in a, a jean. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I think he would try to. He would take a screwdriver. Um, actually, actually, what he would do is he would take a screwdriver and he would take a wrench if there was like a wrench around, um, preferably a large, a large-ish one. Um, Bioshock style. Yeah, I mean, essentially, again, I, assuming it's not going to be like a giant, like fourteen-pound yeah. thing, but like something that can double as a weapon if it had to, but also is like wrenches are good. What is Lou sticking with? Oh, fully sticking with a uh, scimitar and pistol. I mean, yeah, duh. It, this and is a kid. A... I've played a lot of video games. Like, I am for the thing that is the most cinematic. Yeah, yeah and that was a 9 mil, right? Yeah. 9 mil. Okay. Uh, and what does Rory have? Hunting knife and uh, the double barrel shotgun. I have an AK-47 and probably the tire iron from my car. (laughs) Another thing that I think Darren, like, again, Darren is in fucking like, just hyper prepare mode, is Darren would suggest we start going through, if we haven't already, like going through other apartments and like trying to find gloves, trying to find an extra layer of clothing, like long sleeves that like tight clothing, like, if we can, or a jacket, like anything, not that it's like armor necessarily, but like just that, just tiny extra percentage chance that a bite or a scratch aren't gonna connect with skin or something like that, you know, is just like, we're layering up again, not enough to slow us down, not enough to be big and billowy or anything, but like enough. Does And also, does anyone have like long hair? I mean, I don't, I didn't think so. I wasn't sure, but it would be like to the point of like, if one of these teens had long hair, it'd be like, we should maybe cut that person's hair. You know, it's like, this is going to be nuts. And Darren, Darren is just like hyper-focused 
on trying to foresee as many problems as he possibly can and plan around them. Like Dewey has long hair, but it's up in that bun. Um, yeah. Their sides are shaved, so it's really just like the top, but they keep it like in a top knot kind of. Yeah, like no, no, you know, no, like that where a bit like no ponytails, no, like nothing. You know, it's like if it can be grabbed, we, you should not have it, <laughs> basically. I think Yasmin would look for, um, I, have you seen the sport hijabs? Mm-hmm. They're like tied like she'll, she'd look around for something akin to that, or she'd tie it differently so that it's at least not like, you know. I mean, and do we even like do something like grab, I mean, not, not that I don't think it would have like a trash can lid or something like that, but like, shields and like stuff you know just like little things like that that again won't slow us down but it's just like that one that one moment of just two more seconds or of one more zombie defended against or whatever you know like that level of preparation too like we are ripping these apartments the fuck apart even more than we already have and trying to get every tiny advantage we can I will say, um, by spending some survivor points for extra supplies, I will then, uh, between games, type you up a list of, like, all the supplies that you found and you can gear up accordingly. The plan that I'm understanding is we are sending Lou out first to scout and make sure, like, you can access the sewers, you have a safe path to, to the sewers, and, um, communication via walkie. Would the plan be for Lou to then come back, or is Lou holding tight there while in communication with the walkie, everyone follows suit after that? I kind of had it in my head. I kind of had it that I I would be going and scouting ahead and then signal back for them to join me at least two points and probably stagger the whole thing if we're going to get this far. Now I'm going to go ahead again. I, I even was uh was hoping our gm would be kind enough in my little toolkit that i already would have had for my my work with my lock picks and all of my like itty bitty teeny tools there would be like a pen light or something that i could use to even without the walkie if needed non-verbally signal back to the rest of the group too yeah i would say even if you didn't have it on you for some reason that you could probably find something in the apartments as well for that small so, flashlight yeah. pen light anything that i could just yeah. non-verbally signal oh i was gonna add uh, and darren would also be asking dewey of like so like did you did 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 it was it sarah right uh did did sarah say anything about who was there about what to expect about any anything that that we should know uh, Shannon, um, we didn't really have a lot of time to talk. We were supposed to get safety and get up to all of you, and, and, and then uh, she was going to fill us in more, but I'll, I'll check her notebook again, see if there's anything in there I can kind of glean from the rest of the pages, but it sounded like most of the people were good. Good people. And... Um, she didn't seem to hesitate inviting us back. And considering the way she died, she died uh, to save us. I'd imagine a person like that wouldn't steer us in the wrong direction. There just nods and, you know, kind of goes back to packing and planning. 
This might be a little bit of an insensitive question, Dewey, um, but when we're talking church, are we talking like a very, very nice church? Are we talking like culty vibes church? I just, I'm just curious. No, hey, I, I'm not. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not. Uh, not particularly religious myself. I was a little freaked out when she said church, honestly. But judging by the bells, I'd imagine it's not. You know, your run-of-the-mill strip mall. You know cult type situation yeah. okay. they must have a legitimate building um i just wonder you know are there a lot of holy people even left or is it survivors now yeah that's true guess we'll find out yeah we will and i kind of clutch the fluorite pendant in my hand a little bit one hopes that whatever faith they practice, that um, they follow what is the, the primary tenets of most of them, which is to say, kindness and charity. Yes? I really hope so. Being someone who is one of the saved, I'm fine with you guys. <laughs> deciding on your own, like talking amongst yourselves since you're the core group. Dewey, you're a part of this team now and <laughs> the whole team moves forward together. There is no, you know, a new team member and an old team member. Everyone's the same. Everyone gets their voice heard on this team. Everyone has competence points as team. <laughs> we all get to generate bad ideas and good ideas, you know? Precisely. Yeah. That seems Have fair. we shown you this piece of paper that we helpfully created last session? You mean session. the wall? The the wall. <laughs> yeah, at the yeah. wall you, that you, Lou I, drew I gestured at the her. wall. Yeah. There's one piece of paper that has a piece of tape on it and on the wall a... that was started as a pros and cons and then has evolved into a like a, <laughs> really I think a bad stick, figure. stick figure diagram yeah. of our plan Okay. that Lou drew. So, um, how is Lou exiting the building? Oh, I assume uh, that, okay, so there, there are two options and I would probably look at our, our new librarian friend and be like, Where, what do you know? Uh, would, if there would be an access somewhere in the, in the lower part of the building or if we do have to go outside and just pop up a grate and go down. Alec was making floor plans. Yes. Alec was drawing plans of the building. So that being said, I will say you can have your for sure answer looking at those drawings like like that clicks in your mind. And um, I'm sure packing up, you would have packed up Alex stuff regardless. Oh yeah, um, I, so I was worried about making sure that if there were personal effects from the people yes. we had spent any time with, I would want to make sure that someone had those. Yeah, so I think yeah. there's this moment of remembering and you dig into your bag and you're kind of looking for those drawings. Um, I am going to roll 50-50 chance uh, to just see if there is a way to access the sewers beneath this building. I rolled a 92. So you will have to go outside. That's 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 okay. I, feel I like. assume our building is on a corner that we're in. So yes. there's probably a great like right outside. Very close. Yes. Yeah. Also, I think before we leave, 
I think we should be sure to read the notes that we got for those of us who haven't. For the sake of this scene, I think, I think the plan is set in motion. Um, I think Lou probably heads out of one of the clear levels, um, like fire escape windows. Uh, I think Lou heads out and, and right before Lou exits the building, uh, they open their letter. Um, you see just an envelope with, with Lou written in Sharpie on the front. Um, do you want to go ahead and read that for us? Lou, your level of humor helped keep the mood up, yet you still have a lot of concern for others. At least, that's what I saw. I feel I saw from your demeanor. You have a creative mind, so try to use that to your advantage here. As it stands, some creative risk is necessary here. Thank you for helping in the last 24 hours. Wish we could have had more time to talk. P.S. I tried my best to save you some Pop-Tarts whenever we scavenged from the rooms. Try to ration them so you have a little bit each day, you snack goblin. No matter how bleak things may seem, stay positive and trust those around you now. And you fold it back up, open the window and head out of the fire escape. The scene shifts over to Rory now. Um, as the three of you standing here holding these letters, um, kind of glancing at each other. Rory, you open yours up. And will you read yours for us? Rory, out of everyone here, I know you the least, and yet the last 24 hours have felt like eternity. Just know that what happened to Steve is not your fault. He went out trying to be a hero to us all and succeeded in that, but lost his life. Keep your head up and try to get past this. You are strong and heartfelt. I hope you never lose that side of you during these times. Don't let it change you. P.S. I can't quite remember if I ever thanked you for helping me at those doors right when all this kicked off, so thank you. No matter how bleak things may seem, stay positive and trust those around you. Uh, yes, Mim. Time is short, so I want to express my deepest gratitude for everything you have done for me. I'm sorry for being a nuisance and not letting my wounds heal. I guess I always had that feeling that the bite did me in. But regardless, I don't regret helping you into our home. I couldn't just leave you out there. Thank you for doing everything you could to help me. I hope your family is okay. It was nice to remember my family. Please don't forget to take care of yourself you focus so much on others, I fear you'll forget to tend to yourself too. I hope you can return to your family in the future. Yes, happy birthday. 
Hopar singing didn't put a damper on it. No matter how bleak things may seem, stay positive and trust those around you now. And then we see Darren pulling his letter from the envelope as well. Also, to truly set the scene, Darren pulls out a stack of papers <laughs> from an envelope. It's a long one. Darren, I want to be 100% honest with you. I didn't like you. You seemed pretentious and full of it. You acted exactly like a manager who does not care for anything except their own views and opinions. That type of person is someone I despise. Looking at their employers, employees as objects rather than living souls who each hold their own strengths. However, I was wrong. You're much more of a sincere person. When you spoke of what happened at your workplace, there was genuine fear for what could have happened to them. You hold life at a higher standing than most of those in your position. While some may try to protect to protect that no matter what, that causes lives to be lost, what happened to me included. Each of us have our own talents and one of yours is self-preservation. Self-preservation is something to hold on to because you have to survive for those who couldn't. You beat yourself up for not being the hero, for not being able to do more, but you have a strength that nobody else in this group has intuition. When times get tough, you weigh the chances and look at the probability of survival. That can save countless lives, and I hope you stay true to yourself. P.S. This group needs a direction. You are that person who can gather everyone together and direct them. Hopefully better than our singing for Yasmin. No matter how bleak things may seem, stay positive and trust those around you now. And Dewey, you're, you're holding Shannon's notebook in your hand still. Um, your thumb is still kind of in the, the spot where you left off uh, as you just kind of held it talking or doing various other things. It's like you don't want to let go of it. And there's a moment while you're looking around and you're seeing everyone else kind of reading these letters that you glance back down to the book and you open it back up to where you were. Uh, you see, you know, you've, you've flipped through the poems, you've flipped, you've flipped through various just scribbles that don't make any sense, some sort of lead she was following at some point in time. You see things crossed out, and then you get to the final entry and you you remember seeing Shannon scribbling this down and there's a sense of like an out of body sense of almost wrongness just just that knowing this is the last this is the last one the poem is titled uh, for mom and um, 
there are kind of names above that, and the last name is Shannon's, and it's crossed out. You always told me there's power, power in creating. Power, power to, to grow hope. Power to inspire. Power to overcome fear. And while I know you meant art, some work born from a driven, fevered, uncontrollable obsession, there is power at every forge. Whether in friendship, forming a plan, gathering in grief, or simply the unwillingness to give in, there is power in creating. And there is power in me, too.